1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
2: and fees may vary. Baseball and much more.
3: You know what that makes you. Hurry! Right. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports.
1: The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I
3: don't believe it. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch. Being new to the club, how do you feel about the way things have gone for the Indians so far? I'm the only winner on the team. The rest of them are losers, either by choice or by birth. The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080. You play ball like a
1: girl! The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner. It must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. Mike, we are officially no longer uh, in the Hot Corner After Dark realm. No, we are not. We are... It is bright sunshine outside, my friend. And it's
3: staying blue nice and late. I think last night it was like 10 Mm -hmm. and I looked outside and it was, I mean, it was dark, but it was still a little blue in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. So here
1: we are reaching the dog days of the summer. Uh, Game three of the NBA finals currently going on. As Michael told you in the update, Stanley cup final, not too far away. Um, Fun story about that. Uh, My buddy Owen, who I work with, he's a big hockey guy. Yeah. Midwest guy. He plays, like rec league stuff and I don't, I don't i don't know anything about hockey and i said all right owen give me the deets what's 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 the final gonna be and he goes i love colorado new york i just think they're the two best teams right now and i think they're gonna do it and, and look here we are he's not far off I well, know, colorado's made it yeah T- tampa's coming back I've, I've been watching the games in the finals, but uh, Tampa's coming back. But, I mean, uh, the Rangers are good. It's a pretty good prediction. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't
3: wrong. And nobody likes the Rangers, so uh, go Lightning.
1: Why doesn't anybody like the Rangers? Well, because of the Rangers.
3: No, oh, because it's like a New York
1: team? Yeah. Uh, and I just assumed people would get sick of the Lightning because they've won two in a row.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a, I think it's kind of a pick your poison there. Is it like, a, like early Warriors days? You're kind of like, yeah, keep it rolling. Oh, no, no. I mean, I, I – I don't want the Lightning to win again either. I'll root for the Avalanche all day. But okay. I just, I'm a Devils fan. <clears throat> I cannot root for the Rangers. Funny story. I used to,
1: um, one of my, I think he's my first roommate, or I, it's like my second roommate ever. I was like 19, 20 years old, and I was working at the Old Spaghetti Factory in East Vancouver off 164th, shout out. And uh, we lived together, and he was a huge hockey fan. Big Red Wings guy. And there would be countless times I would go to, like, a party and come home, and there he'd be on the couch watching old Red Wings avalanche highlights from the 90s with Primus blaring through the speakers.
3: I think you've told this story before, yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, what? What is happening? I'm 19 years old going,
1: what the hell is going on here? He was like, dude, you got to watch this. I'm like, watch what, man? This is over 10 years old. He's like, yeah, but this is like heyday hockey, man.
3: But, like, you're not even listening to it. Well, what do you need to listen to? You yeah. can watch it right He's here. He's like, check this Les, Les
1: Claypool bass line right here, man. <laughs> Although, as I'm getting older, I, can't, I, I sometimes mix the story up between either Primus or Pantera, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Pantera. Pretty sure it was Primus.
3: Yeah, you're probably right. People yeah.
1: like Primus. I have no idea. I have no idea. Then I didn't see that guy for, like, 20 years, and then I ran into him like, Three months and now back.
3: that's the only story you remember from it. It's the only story I remember from I'm him. sure when you ran into him, you told him that. And you were like, do you remember this?
1: Yeah, well, he also used to hook me up with really good ganja. So <laughs> ah, there was also that. Yes. There was also that.
3: Do you remember that one time <laughs> at band camp?
1: <laughs> there was always a giant stick of butter in the fridge. Mm. Like, like, no joke, probably like two feet long. And if you ever needed butter, there was butter. I never touched it. I was, like, terrified. (laughs) I'm, like, 19 years old, like, buying dime bags and, like, oh,
3: man, I'm so stoned. Look, I mean, that's something that's, like, how – if you just see a giant brick of butter, how are you supposed to know how much to use or not use? (laughs) Yeah, dude. That's a really dangerous proposition. It's not like it's pre-portioned for you. It's like, hey, take out a piece of bread and go to town, buddy. Right. Go to town with how – who – how
1: and it looked like cookie dough because it was like circular, so it almost looked like cookie dough meets uh, like one of those sausages you get like from from Christmas. But it's butter. But it's butter. Mm. But it had changed colors for obvious reasons. And uh, yeah, that was uh, mold. No, from the flour that was still resonating in that. Mm. I yeah, see. Like so a, so it was like it was white. like a, like a light green. Oh, it was like yellow meets green. Weird colored flour. <laughs> What, it was marijuana. I'm, I'm going with green. the baking flour here, <laughs> oh, Joe. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah,
3: got gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Keep up, Patrick. I've got A-plus <laughs> material today. Come well, on. My bad
1: man, I don't really know what's going on, dude. I had some butter tonight with <laughs> my steak.
3: It looked like normal butter, and it is normal butter, but it's not normal butter. That is one of my favorite
1: stories ever from <clears throat> somebody who's not quite a Hall of Famer, but I hope is remembered in the, in, in the long-storied history of Major League Baseball, and that is Bill Spaceman Lee uh who was a junk ball pitcher uh for the Red Sox and the Expos in the 80s I believe late 70s and 80s and he would he like had that 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 like Barry Zito curve you know that Kershaw 12 to 6 just the bottom fell out and it just dropped right in but he got he got like the, a
3: grandfather clock of he, a 12 to 6 curve
1: yeah yeah but he got the nickname the nickname Spaceman because he whenever they would like interview him after games he was always talking about weird stuff like aliens and conspiracies and all this stuff and they were like man what a weird odd guy well that's a baseball player for you come to find out every morning he woke up and made pancakes and lathered lathered them with butter that butter? That butter. Uh, and so he was just like, hey, man.
3: He what was always think- having these really deep thoughts. What do you think about aliens, man? <laughs> <laughs> like that kid in Dazed and Confused. Could you imagine if there were, like, aliens
1: among
0: us it's like right if you, now? Have you
1: ever seen Dazed and Confused? The super stoner kid is like, George Washington believed in aliens. He knew there were aliens. <laughs> and you're like, they're like, where did you get that fact on, they're like from? Sitting on the top of a car next to a moon tower, next to a water tower in the woods. <laughs> yeah, George Washington believed in aliens, man. Martha Washington, she was a bad lady, man. She was so cool. Every time <laughs> George Washington would come home and she'd be there waiting for him with a fat bowl. I think that's the line.
3: <laughs> you're like, I what? actually haven't seen that movie, yeah, so I can't. Oh,
1: really? Yeah, really? Oh,
3: it's so good, man. I know uh, there, this is the, I've gotten better with it but I was not much of like a classic movie watcher mm-hmm. of like, these are really popular and everyone loves them. And I yeah. was like, cool, I'll never watch it. Uh, so that was just kind of how I was. That's one that I never actually got to, got around to watching. It's like it's like a great high school like
1: comedy flick, you know, where you get the insight to what high school was like. It just takes place in 1977.
3: Yeah, and the high schoolers are 25 years old.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <Yeah. laughs> Matthew McConaughey's in it. Ben Affleck's in it. Parker Posey uh it's good man
3: is that the famous mcconaughey line then all right all right yeah all the right. older the older i get they say the same age yep that's from that movie and all right all right all right see that's the th- that's funny that i know those lines so well and i never saw the movie mm-hmm. those lines transcended that movie that's that's an interesting little tidbit there yeah and i wonder came what out, other movies are like that came out in the mid 90s too
1: so they're all they're young yeah and ben affleck plays uh plays the guy who didn't graduate so he's a uh, second time senior Mm. and everybody makes fun of him he's a total douche
3: oh but usually that guy's like the cool guy though yeah but think about like van wilder right (laughs) yeah but not he was like a fifth year senior and everyone was like van van yeah not not in this one they're
1: like oh god there's (laughs) (laughs) o'bannon and he's like what's up punks
3: and he's like trying to be cool and hard and he's just a loser (laughs) is there another movie i'm sure there is that you can think of that has a line so famous that has transcended the movie and people just say it now because it's part of pop culture. Like the all right, all right, all right Mm. line. Mm -hmm. That's just for a lot of people, Matthew McConaughey, that's not Dazed and Confused. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. I'll bet you there's a lot of, I bet you there's a lot of that in Will Ferrell stuff.
3: Yeah, maybe, you know, although I feel like everybody has seen Anchorman. Yeah, well, you probably thought everyone had seen Days and Confused, and I just blew that up. I did think that. Also, Talladega Nights, Tiny Baby Jesus, Mm. still learning your shapes and your colors. I just, my favorite from that is that I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) We go together like pancakes and cocaine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) ugly Duckley, well, we got a show lined up for you guys tonight. Uh, Can you create rivalries just based on the desire to create rivalries? And also, what the hell is going on in Southern California in the American League West? Uh, So we got a lot to get to. We will play Mike's edition of Trivia, Fair or Foul, at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour. Joe's out tonight, so it's just the two of us. Uh, 503-250-1080, that is the text line. You can holler at us as we're always getting some great stuff on the text line. I'll read those when we come back. You can find us on social media. I'm on Instagram at pdiddy085, and Mike's on Twitter at mike lynch 27 Also, Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. It's our 200th episode, so we're going to play a little best of uh, walk down memory lane, so make sure to check that out wherever you get your podcasts, including 10AtheFan.com and the Odyssey app. When we come back, there's something really grinding my gears, and I've got to let it out. So we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call
0: silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today
3: and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot
3: Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
1: 503-250-1080, that's how you get at us. Uh, R.J. brings up a great, great point. Tombstone, that is one of my favorite movies of all time. Also a movie I have not seen. Yeah, and I'll be your Huckleberry. That's a line I know. Yeah, it's it's so, so good. Some great ones coming in. Uh, I love this, this text. So many quotes from movies that become part of the lexicon. You can't handle the truth. Do you know what that's from?
3: You can't handle the truth. Uh no i guess i i guess i always pictured it as jack it is jack okay it's jack
1: yelling at tom cruise okay in a courtroom keep
3: going i'm bad at movies dude
1: in the military
3: i'm bad at movies oh am
1: i just supposed to tell you the answer
3: I don't know. Oh, oh. I and, have I have a really bad frame of reference with this. Yeah,
1: Demi Moore's in it. It's it's a military movie about, uh, like, some things go bad, and they do an investigation, and it, like, goes all the way to the top, and Jack's implicated because he knew about it, and he's on the stand. And, Mission Impossible. <laughs> and Cruz goes, I want the truth. And Jack goes, you can't handle the truth. It's A Few Good Men. Ah. Okay. Yeah, that is excellent as well. Caddyshack has texted in Star Wars as well. Will
3: Ferrell, we're going streaking. Yeah, I, don't I guess know Star Wars. Of, yeah, that's a good one.
1: And Star Wars is actually, you know, from Empire Strikes Back, that line is constantly said wrong. Yes, it's everybody not, says it's, it's not
3: Luke. I am your father. It is it's, no. Yes, I am your father. Yeah, It's good stuff, man. That's a little Mandela effect right there. Yeah, the it has changed so much that now mm-hmm. people think it's Berenstain Bears instead of Berenstain Bears. Right, or
1: whatever. right, 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 right. Oh man, I'm watching Kenobi right now. Woo,
3: who baby. Ooh, baby. I'm through the first three episodes. You were right. The third episode was awesome.
1: Yeah. I just watched the fourth last night at, at midnight because I'm weird.
3: Uh, is Mandalorian in it yet? Because that's what Disney's doing with all the Star Wars shows.
1: Spoiler alert. There is no Mandalorian. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. I mean, at least at least, there's only two episodes left. <laughs> they really They roll credits on the last one and there's Mando as a kid. Yeah. He <laughs> just pops up. Just to troll people. Yeah. Uh, I do want to get to this before we get into some baseball. This is not this is not a baseball thing, so I w- I will preface with that. This is a sports thing. I am also extremely biased when it comes to this subject, so I will also admit that. But I've been hearing things. Uh, first of all, I am really digging these NBA finals. This is my kind of NBA finals. I love how this Boston team is constructed. Um, the Warriors are fun and flashy when, when when they're on and stuff like that, and I kind of like them back in it after being out for a couple of years. But I keep seeing this going on, and it's absolutely driving me crazy. I am 100% tired of hearing people bag on Klay Thompson, all right? This guy was the best two-guard in the league before suffering two catastrophic injuries in a row and expecting him in his first full season back, not even a full season. They're like, he's lost it. He's slumping. And that, my friend, has to stop. Why? Because he's not even 100%. He hasn't played in two plus years. Maybe he'll
3: never be 100% again. But we don't know that.
1: So let's stop jumping to this conclusion that Clay Thompson is done. Because guess who's the leading scorer on the Warriors right now at halftime?
3: Clay. Clay Thompson. But so guess who's losing?
1: Understood, but still, let's give the man a little bit of moment, a little breath. He
3: just came back. Nah, man. When, see, this is the problem with modern medicine, and there aren't a lot of them, is that it <laughs> tricks... Just people that don't believe in it. It it tricks us into thinking that these recoveries from these major surgeries is easy. This guy came back from Tommy John, and he's thrown 100 miles an hour immediately. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, but he... <laughs> oh man but right like you kind of expect that right Right, like ah, tore his acl ah who cares right but tommy john you're literally getting a new ligament replaced everything else did he not get a new ligament for his acl
1: i don't think acl surgery is done like tommy john
3: i'm pretty sure they rebuild the acl you can't i mean you can you can't play a sport without the acl because because of the instability right correct You can walk around without one. A lot of people do, I think. I
1: I also am am very aware that an elbow is very important for a pitcher. However, a knee is what you walk on. And I feel like that needs a little more grace
3: than an elbow injury. an, An elbow is the only thing that they use for their job. That is not true. The back is a big thing. Hi, Tim Linscomb. Hello. Well, his back went out. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just arguing that people view injuries as nothing now. And the fact that Clay went through two gruesome injuries because it was Achilles and ACL yeah, and dude, back-to-back years. That should
1: end your life. Well, not
3: your, your life, life, but your career. Whoa.
1: I mean, look what it did to Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is a top five guard, if, if not number two, if you're going to count MJ1, in the history of the NBA. And when he tore his Achilles, he was done.
3: I and mean, didn't he score 81 points after that?
1: Well, in like his last game.
3: That <laughs> <laughs> was not done. I think he also took like 45 shots that game, but <laughs> yeah, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's Kobe, baby. I just... You're, you're trying to stand up for your Wazoo brother, and he's your favorite bro, player of all time. And I admit that I am super biased.
1: I'm very, very aware of this as, as it gets texted in. Oh, boy, who let the Coug out? I know. I'm very... Un- I'm very... I, I very much understand this. I still think we're a little hard on a guy that we thought was the best two guard in the league, and now you're just dumping on him and he hasn't even played a full season. I don't have anything to say to that. That's it. Do you agree or disagree? Do you do you think it's just like a media thing? Like we we prefer to talk about the bad things
3: instead of the good things? I think you're making a lot more out of this than you should. Okay. Because, which is why I'm just kind of like, I don't really have much else to say. Because okay, because radio and television all day has
1: been like, Clay Thompson sucks. Well, because he has. I would say he's struggled.
3: He does not suck. He has sucked in these finals up until this game. We're in the third game. It... We have two days off in between every game. If you you got to find stuff to talk about, if Patrick. If you don't count this game, four games ago he was lighting the world on fire. Right, what was he doing the rest of that series? Sucking it up. <laughs> it's a talking point. Deal with it. It drives Uber me. Boy.
1: It drives me absolutely bonkers, man. <laughs> Look, us little people, we got to stick up for our people, and that's yeah, my guy. We got to
3: stick up for our multi-million dollar
1: NBA stars. And I, like I, I will ride or die with this man. I have to. I absolutely have to.
3: Okay. And I'm going to. You can make that point. And, yes, I agree that people shouldn't be talking that much crap because of the injuries, but we had two days to fill. What are you supposed to talk about, man?
1: Something else. (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) Got to talk about finals a little bit. 66 massages in 17 months. Go back to that.
3: I already talked about that, though.
1: I know. That's actually one a week. I did the math today. I was curious. I was like, that's such weird, arbitrary numbers. Yeah, that is one a week. It's one a week. That's not that wild. Now, I mean, Uh, doing the bad things you're doing, that is wild.
3: No, it is wild. But
1: if you're a professional athlete and you get a massage once a week, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah,
3: not from 66 (laughs) different women.
1: That's, That's a different woman over here, Patrick. Being, where you're being a terrible person. Hey, no one bags on Will Chamberlain. I'm joking. I'm not sticking up for Deshaun Watson here. I'm just joking. I just you sure about that? I, well I'm, 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 there, I'm very sure. I'm very sure. Deshaun is a very gross human being. But Clay Thompson is not. It's okay. You can touch it. And let's give let's give the guy a little bit of space. Okay? No. Okay? No. A little bit of space. I don't want to. All right. Well, when he has 15 in the third quarter,
3: we'll come back to this. Is that how much he has now? Yes. Okay, so when he doesn't score this quarter and misses five threes, we'll circle back. <laughs> All right. Rant over. I'm sorry. No, you're
1: not. I'm sorry for those out there that are sick of me and my Coug life.
3: Hashtag go Cougs.
1: Deal with it. Hashtag. Go Cougs. All right, we come back, I want to know what's going on in Anaheim right now. As this team, I feel like two weeks ago, we were talking about what is going on. Is this for real? And boy, oh boy, has the bottom fallen out. I will stick up for one person in this conversation, but there's a lot to unravel from that. We'll do that next, but first there's Mike with sports.
3: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080, The Fan.
1: 733 here, Portland sports leader. Don't you forget it. We are live from the poop-filled Willamette. And a lot to get to. Can you design rivalries because you want to create rivalries? We'll get to that at the top of the 8 o'clock hour along with Fair or Foul. Mike Lynch style at Uh, But I think the hottest news in <clears throat> baseball currently, which we've been kind of asking for some juicy
3: news to discuss yeah. as we've just literally been watching baseball and talking about baseball. It's <clears throat> been weird. The last like three weeks we've done shows. It's like, well, there's nothing really like crazy going on. Yeah. So let's just talk about random things. We've yeah. Seen. After I just got done ranting
1: about over, you know, overanalyzing something that's not quite to fruition. In baseball, they have done the opposite and done absolutely nothing. But here we are, my friends. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are amidst a 13-game losing streak. It is currently 0-0 in the bottom of the third against the Red Sox. They have lost 13 in a row, which uh, concluded with the other day their manager being fired, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, but also some other things going on that don't quite make a whole lot of sense. We have seen Mike Trout in a large O for slump,
3: the largest of his career. I think I didn't see the updated number because he did Homer yesterday before getting pulled with a groin injury. And he got a hit the night before, I think, yeah, to I th- break the
1: streak. I think he was like 0 for
3: 26 or
1: something. Yeah, 26, 28, something like that. And of course the sky is falling because Mike Trout is O for twenty eight. And I was kinda like, all right, guys,
3: let's let's hold up here for a second. That's a pretty bad streak though.
1: 0 for twenty
3: eight? What's twenty eight divided by four? Seven games. Yeah, okay. So we you, didn't get you, it. you almost never see that in like that long of a streak, it always becomes noteworthy. Whenever someone's 0 for their last twenty something, it's like it, it, it's like uh, what's going on? They can't even just like get a little squibber through the infield. Like, what are they doing? I guess, and I guess for a player of
1: Trout's caliber, you're kind of like, whoa.
3: And Trout was looking bad. Yeah, I got a chance to see three of those games because the Yankees played him. Mm -hmm. He looked lost, like wasn't making good contact, was swinging through everything. It was like, what? Who is Mike? What is happening? But I was excited to watch Mike Trout, and here he is. But kind of like Clay,
1: I'm not ready to just completely bail on Trout. Uh, <laughs> i think he
3: will be just fine i i can't i don't know how to phrase that correctly because i am kind of ready to bail on clay but i'll never be ready to bail on mike trout there you go okay so then we'll keep
1: the clay thing out of this yeah but mike trout okay the guy had seven games that were bad maybe six and a half okay his average fell below 300 oh my god for his career <laughs> no yeah exactly for The season. so let's chill for a moment but I think we're starting to see some exposure of this entire team. They cannot pitch. We knew they could not pitch, and now it is coming to fruition. And what happens when you can't pitch and you've got a great offense is in baseball, you're going to struggle. You're going to go through ups and downs. It is really hard to, like, run the table and be a high-powered offense for 162 games. It You know, World Series champs pick up slack, whether it's, Base running or defense or pitching or hitting, you know, or managerial decisions. When you're struggling, that stuff's got to get figured out. And the Angels right now have no answer. Shohei struggled on the dish. He's gotten hit a couple times in his last few starts. Can you, you know. I mean, Lorenzen got lit up his last start.
3: Is this kind of like a, I hate to say I told you so, but like, it, it, the Angels were exciting, mm-hmm. and the offense was good, and they had made what appeared to be savvy additions in the staff to make their staff okay, because their staff used to be horrible. Right, but still viewed as probably the third best team in that division. But once they got up to the hot start, it was like, oh, maybe Hello? this is finally the year. I feel like we've talked about this every year we've done this show. When are the Angels going to be good? Because yeah. you have the best player in baseball, and now for the last three years you've had – the best player in baseball. And they spend a ton of money. They're and, not afraid to spend money. But then when you look at the staff, you're like, okay, Syndergaard, all right. All right. Uh, you talked about Lorenz. Wish we, and, had him, wish we had him five years ago. Right. <laughs> As, uh, I can't – oh, my God, I'm blanking on the other guy. I had him in, in my head, and I can't remember. A couple of guys that they signed that were just like, well, we'll take a flyer on this guy and hope that he's good. And it's just all falling apart at once. And – it just kind of makes sense. This is the Angels. I mean, if 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 we were tricked into thinking this was the year they were going to be good, we're the idiots. Right. Because why would we trust that team?
1: Right. And here we are. We've said once you get to June, you start to really know what a team is. And here we are at June 8th, and this team's in the midst of a 13-game losing streak. And is no longer in the playoffs. Yes. they are now. They were in first place two weeks ago, and they are now nine games back of the Astros – who just lost a series to the Mariners again. Yeah. So it's like the Astros aren't playing out of their mind, and we'll get to them in a little bit later. They aren't playing out of their mind, and they're nine games ahead. I mean, this because of the Angels collapsing, basically, it has brought Seattle a little bit of life. Hell, it's brought Texas a little bit of life, and you want to talk about staffs that are atrocious. That is something that is very concerning, is that Texas staff.
3: But because the Angels are oh, bad. Oh, don't you dare talk smack about the king, Martin Perez, dominating fools. Uh, No. Well, he has been. Well,
1: I know. But <laughs> so did Lance Lynn for a little bit. And, you know, there, there's always I feel like there's always some guy on Texas that's like off to a hot start and then completely implodes. first name that comes to mind is Kevin Millwood. Well, He's I'm- the Kevin Millwood type player. <laughs>
3: John Gray never got the chance to be good there. He's been bad since they signed him.
1: Bartolo Colon post-35. You, like, keep him on a fantasy team for two months and then bail, bail,
3: bail. Yeah. Don't wait two starts. Just drop him. June 1st, drop him. It's – they're a really weird franchise, aren't they? The Angels? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's kind of what we're seeing here is that I think it's just from top to bottom – you know, we'll get to Madden here in a moment. From top to bottom, it just – It starts with Artie Moreno, who clearly seems like a nightmare. And Angels fans hate him. And Angels fans hate I mean, most fans hate their owners. But they, like, despise them, and they should. The guy doesn't really – I feel like the guy doesn't really know what he's doing. He is completely – it's like, I haven't watched a game in two weeks, so here comes an irrational decision. Hi, Josh Hamilton. You seem like a nice kid. Have a billion dollars. Um and it starts from the top and you just kind of see that in sports it's all a trickle down thing. You know, how if this team is willing to spend money and they have offensive firepower, how can they not land a free agent pitcher?
3: It's weird and and Robbie Rays on the market, they're not even tied to him. Yeah. It's it it's weird because what they did with the pitching staff screams cheap. But what they've done with their hitting it, historical, historically, what they've done with the hitters they've signed in the last 15 years is not cheap. I think the argument—Justin Upton, Mike Trout, Josh Hamilton—I think the argument Albert Pujols that the yeah that's a big one that the mm. Angels would make is well we need to save money to give Shohei 500 mil next year because <laughs> Shohei because is has one after this year he's got one year left on the initial deal and you know that he's going to demand the biggest contract we've ever seen probably. And that's another question that I asked primetime. Ooh, how much is Shohei worth? This week is, is Shohei Otani an angel once his contract is up? But that and that's what I was
1: going to allude to here. With all this stuff going on. Because he wants to win. All this instability, you know, he wants to win. And, and you catch any professional athlete, unless you're Tommy Pham, you catch any professional athlete, they're all going to say, we want to win. But there are different guys that it means differently, like, Mike Trout says he wants to win, but sometimes I'm kind of like, do you, you know, do you want to win?
2: Or I don't do you, really think he does. Or do you just
1: want to play baseball? Yeah. you know, I feel like he's just kind of guy that's like, I just, I just, I just want to play baseball, and that's fine, and that's fine. But Shohei strikes me as the kind of guy that wants to win,
3: and he said as much, or mm-hmm. he has said as much, and that's what made me wonder. I was like, yeah, the Angels will be able to give him a bajillion dollars, but is he even going to want to stay? Like, what what is going on? In that clubhouse right now, that has the vibe so bad, and do you think Shohei wants to stay through that? I would. I would be absolutely shocked if
1: Shohei Otani resigned.
3: Really? I. I would. Would you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I would be. I. He's gonna. He's gonna get more than four hundred million dollars in a contract. The way. The way he chose the Angels in the first place made me think a little bit more like he was making this choice not because of winning. He was making this choice because he wanted a comfortable transition to living in the U.S. Sure. And he wanted to be closer to the West Coast and wanted to go to a city that had a large Japanese population. Sure. So that he could, you know, acclimate better. And that made me wonder, like, well, maybe does he really care about winning or does he just want to be comfortable and play baseball? And if that's the case, then there's no better place than L.A. to do that. (laughs) Sure. But
1: but who's to say who's to say after the three, four years he's been in America that he's not there now. Right. You know, maybe he is acclimated. You know, every everybody's different. We saw the you know, I, I it's such a heartbreaking thing, but it brings a lot of hope to my life. The Wilmer Flores thing in New York, you know, he was never acclimated and he was terrified to leave New York City. Shohei doesn't strike me that way. You know, now Flores is in San Francisco and he probably loves San Francisco. You know? Yeah. Like, going from New York to San Francisco is probably not a bad gig. No, probably not. And I wouldn't be shocked if Shohei does the same thing. Who's to say the Mets aren't going to offer him a billion dollars? I Who'd, think, every,
3: I mean, every team's going to offer him a billion dollars. Right, but New York would be comfortable, I think, for him. I think Seattle but he, would. But apparently he didn't have much interest at all in New York because the— Maybe the Yan- it was too big at the time. Maybe. I mean, the Yankees were in on him, but not really. And I think it was because Shohei never really wanted to play for New, for New York. Right. Or in New York. But,
1: you know, who's to say somebody like San Francisco? Who's to say somebody like Seattle, like them West Coast teams? You know, we're, we're not going to count Oakland in this. But who's to say those West Coast teams can't take a stab at him?
3: Well, what about the Mariners? Well, that's what I'm saying. What about the Mariners? Mm.
1: I mean, it's also like who's got $400 million to throw around? Maybe more.
3: <laughs> right. You know? Oh, it's going to be more. Because you know when Judge gets that bag this year, which is going to be the biggest contract we've ever seen, considering how he's playing. Just so funny because he's older than all the other guys that got it. I know, but he's 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 putting he's, his uh, money where his mouth is right now. Uh, well, I guess he's putting his mouth where he wants the money to be. I saw he's got the he's got the only the only Yankees
1: with more than twenty plus home runs in the first two months of the season. Is like Ruth six times and Mantle and Maris in 61. Yep. Yep. And, <laughs> and now like, Judge. And you're like, uh what? <laughs> I was looking at the TV and I was standing there. There were some people at the bar, and we were looking at it, we were like,
3: oh, that 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 makes you pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But so I mean it's all based on previous contracts, sure. right? So assuming Judge gets a massive deal mm-hmm. this, this offseason, whatever was, whatever and, that is. And we've already seen
1: Tatis. Well, no, no, I don't want to count Tatis. Trout, Harper. We've already seen those. Corey yeah. Seager makes Mookie, a lot Mookie of money. Betts. Mookie Betts, there's a good one.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I think you're going to see Judge make somewhere in the neighborhood of of Betts Trout, which is For like sure. thirty five a year yeah, or something like, like that. 34, 400,
1: 35 five, four hundred plus mil.
3: Well, I mean, because he's older, they might give him a a shorter deal, mm-hmm. but still have the average salary be the the right number that he wants. Once you see that, and then you get to Shohei who not only is a, a great hitter, but a great pitcher. A high above average pitcher. There is absolutely no bar to start that from. No. Like, he could get paid, I, I say 500 mil, not jokingly. Right. Like, you're paying the best hitters and pitchers 35 to 40 mil. Like, Trout makes, what, 40, 39? I think it's 42. At some point, it'll
1: be like 42 a year.
3: So, Shohei. bets is
1: not far, and
3: Harper's like 33. Yeah, so Shohei is going to be like, I want 50.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah, I mean, we see this with quarterbacks in the NFL. like, that guy? That guy makes how much? Yeah, I
3: need to make more. Didn't you hear what John Smoltz said this week? No. John Smoltz said that... Is he Jack Del Rio in it right now? No, but he's saying that Shohei needs to stop doing both because he's never going to be as good as he could be if he just focused on pitching. Shut up. It's like, dude, stop being such an old school cantankerous... He
1: is... It's really sad that John Smoltz turned into a loser.
3: I know, because I liked
1: him. I know, me too. All right, there. <clears throat> usually when teams struggle this bad, they look at leadership, and you can't fire the owner, so somebody else got fired. And I think this one is different than the other stops that Joe Madden has made, so we'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner with Harris and Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
3: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. You can put it on the ball.
1: <laughs> can you create rivalries for the sake of wanting to create a rivalry we'll get to that in about 10 minutes here. Uh, but to finish up this Angel slump thing, the one thing we haven't got to is is a couple days ago whenever you're struggling like this, usually it's a a change in leadership and you can't fire the owner so Joe Madden was given his walking papers. Um, and I do believe Joe will get another job somewhere else. And what's interesting, we talk about this with Joe Madden all the time. In Tampa, it was the same. In Chicago, it was was the same. And we kind of assumed it would eventually be the same in uh, Anaheim. However, this time, I don't think it was. This Usually, it's his antics and it's his weird quirkiness that usually wears on people. And that is why he was let go from Tampa. That's why he was let go from Chicago. And we, like I said, we figured that would be his inevitable demise in Anaheim. This one feels different. This one feels like we constructed a bad team, got off to a hot start, and we're going to blame that guy.
3: Well, when you're in a 13-game losing streak and you go from first place to out of the playoffs in two weeks, something needs to change. Sure. Um, That is a very rare losing streak to see in any sport, let alone baseball. And when you've got, yes, they've got injury concern. Every baseball team does. It's not really a great excuse, but yeah, they've got some injured players and not everything was perfect in the window. But at that point, I almost feel like you have to fire Joe Madden. If he doesn't have the ability in that clubhouse to get those players into a better mindset in the midst of that streak, because every team goes through losing streaks. I mean, the Dodgers just lost four in a row, right? Mm -hmm. Three in a row. And, uh, if you can't do it as a manager, if you don't have the, the tools to do it with that team, then what are you doing? And it, it it's making me think and ask the question, is Joe Madden actually a good manager? And that's what I, as you were talking, that's what just kind of popped
1: into my head. And I'll, I'll kind of reverse course here. And he might not have got fired for the reasons he's been fired previously. But I think you spot on asking that question. I don't know if I know
3: the answer. But I think it's a fair question. It's, he's one of those guys who gets the benefit of the doubt. He really does. Because of what he did with two long-suffering franchises. Well, long-suffering. One always-suffering franchise in the Rays, up until he was uh, getting them to the World Series in the playoffs, and then a long-suffering franchise in the Cubs. It He, he helped them win and get better, and then he just stopped helping them win and get better. And, and it's, he's Jim Harbaugh of baseball. Mm. He's good until he's not. And it's like, okay, so you're good, but you can't adjust. So if you can't adjust, does that make you a bad manager? Right? I, I, look believe, at the other I, manager who was fired this week, Joe Girardi. Yeah. I believe who I basically called two weeks ago. I believe the
1: answer to that question is yes. If you can't adjust, then you can't
3: do this. And Joe Girardi has, hasn't adjusted for 10 years. <laughs> no. And, he won a World Series. Sure. And he then lost a lot. But he's also had
1: really good teams. So it, like, masquerades. It hides it to where this time Joe does not have a good team. And maybe that's where you get exposed. I mean, right? Is it safe to say these Angels aren't very good?
3: Well, they've got two of the best players we've ever seen, and they're bad. That's so weird. Yeah. Right?
1: But outside of outside of Walsh at the top of the lineup... Ward, you mean Ward? Sorry, why do I
3: always say Walsh? Well, because they have a Walsh.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. Outside of Ward at the top of the lineup, Rendon's no good, and he costs tons of money. Um, Talk about another big
3: contract that's not going. Yeah, the way the you ages. know,
1: and so maybe maybe you're right. I think Joe will get another shot. Someone's going to hire him, but it's not going to be a very good team. You think the Phillies are going to go hire Joe Madden? No way. Probably not. No, not for that city. And so if Joe Madden gets his hands on a team that's building or not very good, that could be it for him. That could be the true exposure that maybe he's not that great of a manager anymore.
3: Or maybe he never was. Or he just can't adjust. Or he just can't adjust. He has his way and it's that way or the highway and that's it. He's the Mike Leach of Major League Baseball. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think he's more the Jim Harbaugh, but that's another good example is Mike Leach. Yeah. Yeah. His is more of like a personality thing that rubs people the wrong way. But But, it's also, hey, man. I guess it's all with all of them, probably a personality thing. Never mind. Hey,
1: dude, you're having a great run game, and they're shutting down the pass. What should we do? Keep passing it, baby. You're like, that is a bad
3: idea. Do you have run plays? Nope. (laughs) Okay.
1: So that'll be interesting to see uh, how the Angels continue to adapt to this new change. It is still 0-0 in the bottom of the fourth as they're playing Boston in Anaheim. And it'll be interesting to see if Joe does get another job. When we come back, uh, can you create rivalries because you want to? And uh, we'll start with there's a little dust up. And can that be the spark to turn your season around?
0: We'll do all that next. Second hour coming up.